You started? We're live. <laughs> We're live We're on live. Twitch. Whoa! We're live on Whoa. YouTube. Whoa. Holy moly. Wait a second. What episode are we on? 60 freaking two. Welcome to Platinum Overwatch episode 62! Whoa! Hold on, let Whoa. me get this freaking caffeine down my neck. <laughs> not sponsoring the show though, just yet. No, not um, oh, that's yeah. why I'm hiding behind this ball. Sponsors the show though. T-Mobile. Yeah. Because we're presented by like T-Mobile. We're only the best. Oh. Can you guys Has your week been tell friend? me what your favorite color is? Uh, magenta. Really? Uh, yeah, uh, Ooh, yeah. I would probably I'm say magenta surprised. as well. Yeah. 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 Magenta's a good color. Magenta yeah. for you, Johnny, really nice as well? Color. Yeah, like 50 shades of magenta. Magenta's mine as well. That's, that's freaking crazy. That's crazy. That's yeah. just how weird we would all have the same favorite color. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. That's, dude, what the hell? Am I looking? Yeah, Bren. I struggle with this every fucking episode. <laughs> trying to find this goddamn what do you struggle? What do you struggle with? He struggles to uh, remember what's happened to him during the week. He always, yeah, I always, I'm you know, yeah, I always look forward to, to Brendan's story at the beginning of an episode. Um, mm. uh, you know, this week I have been sitting up on the sofa, um, yeah. watching a lot of stuff. And yeah, yeah, it's been really cool, actually. Um, I like your head bobble and your hand flick. It's very, yeah. um, it's very 2000s chick flick kind of. Yeah, move movements. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Yeah. So, what did you watch when you were sat on the sofa? Uh, so, I was, I've been watching this new YouTube channel. This guy called like Bolden Broke or something. I don't know. Uh, yeah, Bol Bolden something. I don't know what his name is. Like, it, it's it, he's is pretty good. Though. Channel? He he's <laughs> he like travels to uh, places in the world. That are that don't get any really any sort of global recognition on the on like the global mm. stage of, of the world. Like you think of all like the primary countries in Europe and these other areas, but he visits a lot of the uh, not ostracized countries, but like the I don't know the countries you wouldn't forgotten even consider countries. Say again, the forgotten countries. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. stuff like you know Uzbekistan and uh, oh. you know like real like Azerbaijan, like these very niche countries. Um, and he speaks Russian. So a lot of these places are ex, ah. they're ex Soviet Union, they're ex um, so USSR states, I think they called them. Um, yeah. But he'll travel mm -hmm. to them and he'll basically go to random villages and just drink with the locals and he'll end up like drinking moonshine and dancing to PewDiePie. Moonshine? Songs. Yeah. Have you guys ever had moonshine? Moonshine is incredible. I haven't, no. Um, up a little bit. I don't know why I'm struggling here. Is Johnny's audio good? Uh, yeah, Johnny. Oh, tell yeah. I'm, I'm brilliant. You, Johnny, what's Apollos. your favorite animal? My favorite animal. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with the tiger here, Bren. I think that it's a pretty mythical creature, very mm. ferocious. There's a lot yeah, of stories when it comes uh, to lions just, uh, and tigers. We didn't do an audio check. <laughs> I cannot hear a uh, Kurt at all. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Sorry. Now I can hear you. Okay. Yeah, we didn't do an audio check at the start of the okay. cast. I think your mic's a little bit low. I have you on 200% on Discord. And also, for okay, some now reason, it be Discord fine. is... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Do you want to restart this episode? Somewhere in the middle. Do you want to restart this episode? No, no, we can keep going. This is no, good. we're good, we're good, we're good. We're good. Okay, this is cool. the level of quality the people so I've been watching need this, and deserve. Watching this guy, Tell me right? about the show! What? Wait, what does just anyone know why Discord the decided to just and make Johnny him. and a sideshow just pixelated? <laughs> 
I mean, this is just kind of how it is. Dude, who who knows? <laughs> anyway, I've been watching this Discord. guy, and he he goes to these countries, and he's like traveling. It's it's, it's got me caught with the travel bug. I want to travel somewhere. I want to yeah, go too. somewhere. Um, you know, I I I've it, it, it's 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 got me really aching for something. You know, just a horizon to explore, to go over yonder. Mm. You know, to find mm. some some new new forgotten land again. And uh, yeah, the, the 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 videos are quite good. Um, they're quite good. Now, how the bloody hell do I tie this into the point? Um, <laughs> but you know what stops me? What from what? Because I know. What? So their what? 5G networks can't even begin to compare to the 5G networks that you get in the United States of America. That's right. USA, USA, <laughs> USA. I'm talking T-Mobile 5G connection. They've got the largest 5G network in America, covering True. 215 million people nationwide. In nearly yep. 6,000 cities and towns, and even better, oh, their nationwide 5G network works indoors and outdoors, covering Anywhere. thousands of miles, <laughs> while the competition only covers city blocks. So rank Not up and take your wireless and game to the next level with T-Mobile. And visit T-Mobile.com today. Yo, that's crazy. Yeah, that's wild. That's yeah, well that's done, Brent. So that's, what, worry, that's yeah. what stops me from visiting other countries. Not this global pandemic, but the, the concept of, um, you know, just the Fear knowledge. Fear of that losing I, out on T-Mobile's 5G. Yeah, I'm just not going to have the warm embrace. You get FOMO about T-Mobile. The warm yeah. embrace of T-Mobile. Like yeah. a summer's day. You know when you're, you're out in the garden, the sun's no, shining overhead. I don't have a garden. T-Mobile is like a pat, like a pat on the shoulder. It's like yeah. the constant like feeling of someone's right <laughs> it's, there helping you. It's a you. warm coat on a rainy day. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Have you ever heard of people calling dressing gowns or bathrobes house coats? Who, someone no. asked me this on my stream the other day. Yeah, someone asked me this on stream as well. Apparently, someone, someone was telling me it's all the craze in Manchester to call them house coats. How can that be a trend? How can it be a trend to call though. something something else? That we is should walk around in bathrobes more often. Mm, they're really comfy. You guys don't have dressing gowns in the US? Yeah, they call them bathrobes. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, it's the same kind of thing. Yeah. Apparently, yeah, they call them house coats in I Canada actually, and Manchester. Dude, we should do a we should do a plat chat Christmas special, and everybody oh, yeah. orders somebody. Everybody orders a gift for everybody, and we'll send it to I'm each other. Secret Secret Santa. Santa. I'm, I'm planning out Santa. currently. I'm currently planning out a Christmas stream on Christmas yeah. Day. That sounds fantastic. In this I house, I was thinking about doing a Thanksgiving stream. Really? Because I won't be celebrating with anyone anyway, so I might as well just like do a cooking stream, like making a turkey or something. Oh, that sounds fantastic. <laughs> I would watch yeah. you make a turkey. I what do, do you mean by make a turkey? That sounds like you're going to spontaneously produce a turkey or like birth a turkey. Maybe you, you will. <laughs> you mean you're going to cook a turkey, not make a turkey? Well, like you, come on. Egg, I mean, and then throughout the year, guy, it'll grow yeah. up. Okay, on, listen, him, boys. I know we all want to talk about turkeys and the business. You know, we all want to talk about turkey because Thanksgiving is coming. On the, it's coming a little soon. But we got some Overwatch to talk about because there's been a lot yeah. of news. Some big yes. news, in fact. Lots of news. Huge. In fact, I thought I saw something moving on the table. It was, uh, it was my imagination. Uh, we got big news. What is this you've linked, Matt, in the chat? What is this? <laughs> it's, uh, it's part of the, the 2021 uh, announcement thing that John put out. Uh, 
but oh. the back has uh i don't want to start with news, that <laughs> news sideshow <laughs> overwatch ideas on it i don't i don't want to start with that i want to start instead talking about what a monumental success the timmy tuesday yes. tournament presented by t-mobile was yeah. holy moly we are possibly one of the greatest production companies in the world there's no Should company we? that could pivot as well as we could, that was so agile in terms of the tor tournament format, that was so entertaining and funny. It was the amount of guests and pull we have, the amount of clout we have. We got Jake Overwatch on the couch and Jaws. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Some might say we were incredibly badly, poorly planned. <laughs> I no. know there were, people in, there were people in my Discord saying, how did they not think about some of this stuff earlier? And to them, I say we did... But then we decided it probably wouldn't be an issue, and it became an issue. Yeah, you know, like, stuff and also like the like the tournament format. Oh, that why I said. Yeah, I mean, uh, 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 uh. we were actually talking about that leading up to it, but then we changed it during the tournament uh, for various reasons. <laughs> yeah, so we just changed it in the tournament. My team would have won in the single limb. Yeah, my team, team would have won. Deserve, you dumbass. No, you were all cheaters. You we all were cheaters. cheaters. I was you the only me. one who did it from a community standpoint. Oh, I brought no, in Johnny, some of the most lovable no, figures, you, the you, friendliest community members. I love my community, even, and I brought them in. You didn't even give your Timmies a chance. I you played, you were playing with Warcraft. Everyone. <laughs> no, that's not true. I had. I, we all had five Timmies on the team. Oh, no, actually, we no, we didn't. I had one. I rotated my Timmies between maps. I had Mitch and yeah. Specs. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I had a team yeah. full of Timmies. I was the only one who went out into the streets of the community. Matt, your team was full of Smurfs. Yeah. Oh, oh they team. Let's oh, not even think with this. No, 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 no. Those they weren't Timmies. Smurfed. They weren't Timmies. They were Tonys, dude. You brought in a bunch of Tonys <laughs> to the tournament. <laughs> They were not. They were. They were good. They were. They were good players, but they weren't. Smurf. They were fucking smurfs. Real good players. Real good players on bronze accounts. Yeah, nah, nobody on my team was bronze. Come on now, that's ridiculous. Bronze border. Bronze they had border, just begun. Though. They were smurfed up. Fresh nah, level 100 also, accounts. When you add together the SR, it was a 3K yeah. average team, right? So you needed yeah. uh, you needed 18,000 maximum SR. Matt had 18,900, which might not sound like much, but that means that he essentially nah. had like a 3,900 player my on top of the like team barely, of 3K. It was, it was barely above 3K. No, no I, Matt, I, Matt I when we bad. figured it out... It's been nice to Matt. He can't do math. It just would be literally be the equivalent... Yeah, this is not his fault. This is ridiculous. This is it ridiculous. would be the equivalent of me replacing my tank player with a GM player. Like, and you guys in my team. No, no, we would have no, fucking demolished well, it. I was actually really surprised that Bren's team lost to Matt's team in the first place. We we dismantled Matt's team. I don't, yeah, I don't so know. With the backline I mean, of Bren's. Yeah. It, all yeah, in it all, a crazy game. it was a successful tournament. We're yeah, probably going to... team sideshow. We're considering running it, running something similar, maybe, maybe something different, maybe the same thing. We don't know yet. Yeah. We're not very good at our organizational skills. But hey, if you have ideas, let us know in the comments what you we should like do a Christmas different. tournament. We should do a Christmas tournament, I think. Well, I want to do a Christmas mm. stream. Yeah. Just in the house. Well, yeah, we're not meaning Christmas Day. No one's going to be hopping on to play a tournament on Christmas Day. Oh, I look mean, at this incredible new, new Donald Duck, dude. Okay, can I just say the way that Bren's team lost to Sideshows was the most upsetting way I've ever seen anyone Yeah, I mean... Okay. You just had a, a two-minute time bank advantage he, at the end of reality. He, he lifted up Noonie with the Gravitic Flux into a 4K Deadeye. Yeah, that was I. The thing is, that was Keo, uh, my off tank player. But I don't blame Keo for that. I blame me. I take full responsibility. That's what a leader yeah. does. 
Because yeah, you, you sent it a few times. If I if I would oh, play yeah. just a tiny bit better, if I had squeezed out the extra brain cells that I knew I possessed on the May, we would have won. Um, but I just I'm did we get this kill? Yeah, thank God we got that kill. Um, but we just yeah just a just a series of beefs all around, you know. Yeah. Just... Well, the distraction riptire so that Nooney <laughs> could get off his dead eye. Look at that! They're all, they're all shooting the riptire. They're all shooting the riptire, okay, and suddenly it... Nooney comes through. Also, not exactly fair that you had Nooney, a former top five hundred yeah. player, yeah. playing hit scan. Also, not a Timmy. He is he's a Timmy. A no, he's a reg regular occurrence on the streams. Yeah. He plays with not those a Timmy. regular Timmies. I didn't no. have any. Anyway. Should we talk about not this? Yeah. Yeah, let's yeah. Okay. This was the big news of the week though. This was the big yeah, news this of was the week. Uh, yeah. Obvious, obviously. Episode 62 of Plat Chad Overwatch presented by Team Over. Starting things off with a banger here, which is like some big news. New York is in shambles. They've decided to get rid of and part ways with a lot of their players. Sabi, Obi, Libero, Animo, gone from this team now. Um, they've departed. Um, or like they've separated their ways. Huge yeah. losses, I think, uh, for the New York Excelsior fan base in general. This is the biggest thing this is really going to be hurting. This hurts. Been, uh, I, I was going to say, in shambles, uh, with some of the new players they picked up, I think they still have a pretty good team. Uh, they don't have a bad team, but this is a dagger to the heart of anyone yes. that loves oh, the yeah. NYXL. Yeah. Losing Sebi Obi in particular, I mean, Libero is also yeah. a fan favorite, but Sebi Obi. Mate, I am shocked yeah. they got rid of Libero. Yeah, I mean, liberal. Yeah, was I rumored to leave last year anyway? Wasn't he like rumored to Washington Justice or was that Nene? I'm not I can't sure. remember, but I can't remember. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's... it was about time. But some of these are like fan favorites. Like it, it ruins New York Excelsior moving forward. Like you, when you think of New York Excelsior, you think of Sabiolbi. You think of yeah. some of these players. Like that is their brand. Yeah. And now moving on from that, I think it will be difficult. It, um, it, it happened with their contenders team not so long ago, right? They had a great contenders team, then they moved on from that or something. Um, so, I mean, it's a big blow. People came into my stream that day and they were like just upset. They were like yeah. genuinely sad. But what? Their, you have a, I mean, they, they pick up Ivy, right? Uh, the rumor is they'll pick up Yakpung. Uh, is this uh, they they did get Ivy, I think. Uh, that was uh, I, I Liquipedia saw. Liquipedia doesn't say anything. Wait, uh, really? I mean, there's rumors Ivy? and stuff. I, I believe so. Yeah, I don't there's think there's a bunch of rumors Ivy. going around. Or, there's, so. or that's kind of the the rumors that they're close to yeah. signing Ivy and uh, Young Pung, oh. and they do have like uh, some other players that have been rumored to be added to the team. Uh, so I I don't know if it's exactly like like where some other teams are completely like blowing it up. They seem to be like just retooling in a different I, fashion to try to make a rebuild style of this team. isn't gonna be New York. Like if you yeah. think about New York, their style, their <laughs> success, their achievements, their personalities, the captain uh, hood of uh, of of Sebiobi, it's all gonna be different. It's a fully different team. They're totally rebuilding. Right. Yeah. They've signed uh they've signed Feather. Yes, they signed Feather. That was uh, the only person that I've seen that's actually been announced, though. Yeah, it? yeah. They've signed Feather. They've kept uh, Jonak. Uh, yeah. and then, uh, have, they, have they kept Jonak, or have they kept him to trade him? They said they re-signed him. They, they, the New York oh, uh, team kind of said that he'll be on the team for 2021. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's yeah, it's a weird scenario, right? Because I mean, you, <laughs> you you can make the argument that they're retooling. They needed to shake things up, but I feel like these players. These players were good. 
they always fell short of the mark. And I feel like I kind of want to place a lot of the blame being on the coaching structure of this team, which seems like a almost... It's my broken record point that I keep hammering home often with a lot of these teams being the, the coaching staff. But I think this year, out of all the years, has really highlighted how important it is to have good structure around you to perform well. Like with, with every team, when you look at Paris, when you look at, um, you know, uh, when you look at Shock, just in general, I suppose, over the last two years, um, you, you can see how important that kind of process is. And even if you have the players, you might not necessarily be able to get a lot of the wins and get the most out of them um, unless you're building correctly around them. Oh. But when I look at these players they've replaced them with, I I, I just, I'd rather have Libero. I would literally rather have Libero than Ivy or, you know, right. just but in terms of But that's not the way things always work, right? Like yeah. the, there was clearly a problem with this New York roster <laughs> in terms of them not being able to fulfill the potential of this roster. Yeah. We kept talking mm. year after year about this is going to be where they have that more aggressive look to them. This is where they go get it and they're more decisive in team fights and they're more proactive and they go and make plays. And it never happened. Yeah. It never happened. The their, I don't think approach. they changed up their coaching staff much, though. Did they, they did. They, they did. did. Yeah, they did. Like they twice. Changed up. <laughs> they cha yeah, they've changed their coaching staff fairly significantly. Not to anybody who has previous success, you know, but they internally shifted who was in charge. Um, towards the end of the playoffs last year, when New York actually went on a pretty good run in the playoffs and finished in third place and people were impressed at how they performed and so we were looking forward to this year like maybe you know with um with who are you and Haxal and hopper maybe they're going to be more aggressive and playmaking and it just never occurred it just never actually happened so i think it was the right time now to you got you got what you knew what you were getting with the old NYXL roster. They were going to yeah. consistently place towards the top, but they weren't going to give you a championship. It just didn't look like it was going to happen. That's so a... I can understand why the org would want to rebuild here and look towards the future because it, it seemed like a lost amount of effort. To keep... Oh my God, what a thing to put in the highlight package. <laughs> it seemed like a lost amount of effort to just keep trying to invest in this core. Oh my god, yes, no. I'm so seeing the, uh, these highlights and I'm just sad, dude. So you have I feel like, yeah, your investments so you are in the wrong place. I don't know. Well, so you still have Jonak, right? Uh, the, you uh, have Yakpunk supposedly. Jonak uh, did not have a good go year last year. No, no, I mean, but you still believe he's he's been an MVP. You still believe he can kind of play at that level. Yakpunk... <laughs> uh, <Yacht> <laughs> uh, who did Yakupung play for in uh, Contenders? Was it? It wasn't. Uh, uh, I mean, what you mean originally when he was no, in the Open? No, he, he was playing with. Um... And then he went back down into Contenders and he looked good, almost like yeah, kind of like yeah. a fearless tell story. Was it? It wasn't Talon, was it? Uh, well, just recently, no. Yes. He was. Play yeah, he was playing with O uh, two, wasn't he? O two. Okay, so I'm it up now to make sure. Yeah, he yeah. Was Yacht, okay, Yakupung. If he comes back into the league, maybe he's improved, right, since his time in the Overwatch League. I mean, he looked rumors, good at contenders from the little, from the very, albeit I haven't watched much of contenders. Yes. The small amount I've watched, he looked good. But the Overwatch League is a different level. Right, I know. That's why I'm kind of just kind of going through it. And then supposedly their DPS lineup would be uh, Ivy, uh, Feathers, and uh, Guangboon mm, uh, yeah. from Contenders. I, uh, I mean, we'll see, right? Yes, uh, we'll, yeah, we'll see. see. I mean, if it's you were going to try and... Developmental roster compared to yes. what they had in the past. 
it is Jonak plus a young, high ceiling, if they figure it out type of roster, probably. Hmm. Yeah, um, or it could end up looking like the London Spitfire. Right, yeah. Of this year. It's yeah. it's hard to know. It really is. Because it's it's down to like, do they actually get those players? Who do they build around them? And what does the competition actually look like? Because if New York play in North America with that roster, I think they'll probably get shit stomped. But if they play yeah. over in Asia, like that's even assuming we have regions for next year. My brain just assumes that we do, but hell knows what the format is actually going to look like. But if we did, and New York was still playing uh, in Asia like they did this year, then... So so in John's video today uh, that we'll talk about later, uh, he did mention that uh, a 2021 Overwatch League will start in the spring, have tournaments, have two regions like this year. Ah, okay, cool. But that, I mean, that still doesn't answer the question when New York would be because right, because they, they yeah, represent New York. So uh, I, yeah, a lot of it, a lot of how good this team is going to look is going to come down to which region they play in as well. Because how NA, looks like, are, yeah. NA looks like it's stacked. For next yeah. year mm -hmm. i mean all teams are really upgrading i mean if you look at apac too i feel like they're making some moves as well to really like up their game you know we can think about shanghai dragons if they're going to be better with yeah. fate or worse with uh, fate but still i think like some teams in the league would kill to have what new york excelsior had with this personality the squad like even the like the promotion like the marketing all of that with that team it's just phenomenal. Like people genuinely yeah. love this team. And even if you weren't a big New York Excelsior fan, you looked at that team and felt some kind of like camaraderie or like you oh, recognized yeah. that that was like a it's, family. Um, they, they were never like, they were never like, some people hated the shock of the Titans last year because they were either too dominant or their personalities were too brash. You know, people like Bumper or Super rub people the wrong way sometimes. I've never met anyone who disliked NYXL. No, yeah. You yeah. can't dislike Sebi Obi. He is, he's almost like the one, I mean, he's maybe, maybe the most likable personality that we've had since very early on in the game. Yeah. He's insanely mm -hmm. yeah, lovely. Yeah. I think, um, uh, so, and, and like his backstory as well, like with the way that he would talk about um, his time where he was doing professional bowling, I think it was, and getting coached through that. And like the the like teeth problems he was having, like the whole married man meta stuff that they were talking about, and like there's just been so much that revolved around him as a player and as a leader for this team. And it's so sad that that chapter of Overwatch is ending yeah. with maybe all yeah. in New York. Uh, I I'll say though, uh, a lot like how in professional sports they were like in one of the situations where you almost kind of felt like you had a championship window with this roster and now that you've seen everybody else just kind of level up over the league you look around and you're like well can this roster beat an, a lot of these rosters that have now formed you probably had some questions about that and then how do you how do you kind of steal pieces from these other teams to try and build a roster better and it probably became difficult to to figure a way yeah. to do either right I'll hammer it home again, uh, just by, I think, reiterating the importance of having, like, the structure behind a lot of these players. Because there's certain players that I had, frankly, given up on, like, last year, in terms of them being able to compete at a high level. Like, mm -hmm. soon, Bembest, these players, I immediately think of these guys when I think of, of the perfect example. Because those are, those are players that, honestly, a lot of people have given up on. Um, in yep. fact, almost every analyst in the league pretty much wasn't really expecting anything from Paris, but the coaching staff of the team 
managed to essentially elevate them up to a level that was previously thought that they wouldn't be able to achieve. Uh, and I, I cannot help but feel like the talent has always been there with New York Excelsior. This is why this is such a heartbreaking move overall for me uh, as like a fan of, I guess, the game about Overwatch. Because I feel like this roster is, <laughs> they've always been close to their potential, but I don't think they've ever had the guidance to meet it, which is, I think which is was, disappointing. I think some of it was like team culture as well. You know, like mm -hmm. you can pin it on the coaching staff, but when you speak about Paris Eternal as well, they had their like European years when it was like all over the place. And then when rush and 9k came into the paris eternal they sort of like overturned the team culture within that team and they very much changed how the team worked and like the power structures the emotional connection to your staff within that team new york excelsior they've had one team culture from day one until now and that's sort of why we're so attached to them as well is because we know what they bring to the table we know what they do we know how these personalities act and i think it begs the question like matt was mentioning as well do they have like a winning culture there? Like, is it just going to be like this kind of friendship, kind of like yep. friends TV show kind of thing with them? <laughs> or are they actually going to contest with the likes of San Francisco Shock? Because I don't think that they necessarily had that winning culture. And, you know, maybe we were wrong sometimes. I don't know if you guys ever said it, but I probably did. Like the choking things in playoffs, you know, like all oh, New York, they always choked in playoffs or whatever. Yeah. That becomes like a thing. Whether you want it or not, as a player, you start thinking about that as you're in the game, and it actually starts to become a thing. And it's very hard to overcome that culture aspect. So I think in many ways, departing now with Sabio will be Libro, Animo. They're very much trying to move into a new time for the New York Excelsior. It's not so much about the players. You can put some massive respect on those players. Maybe they still have it. Maybe some of these will go to other teams in North America or in Asia and really have like maybe some of their best times in their careers. We'll get Mono for the Philadelphia Fusion. But primarily I think this is a move to change the way New York Excelsior works from a competitive standpoint to allow them to open up doors for a culture that promotes winning more so than just being like these family lovable personalities uh, that we come to know. The hardest thing to change on a team is the culture of it. Like that's why you see a lot of the times when that's like an issue, you have to blow up most of the team uh, yeah. to kind of keep the same team and change the coaching and it, it just doesn't, doesn't move the needle enough. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of what it looks like from New York's point of view is we keep Joe Knack, uh, who you believe is one of the best end players in the world, flex supports. Uh, you surround him with young, hungry players and kind of mold that team and see where that can go. And if it works out, great. If it doesn't work out, what's the worst that happens? I guess you, you shop Joe Knack and you start again, uh, or you kind of uh, pick up some other pieces, the younger pieces to kind of improve. I think that's kind of where they would look to next. I, I will say, Matt, if they end up failing, people would slaughter the New York Excelsior in the offseason. Like, they'll be like, how could well, you break this team? Okay, they but, will. But realistic, yeah, they will, but I think, I think you kind of are living in a fantasy if you thought you would bring back that team and they would improve. I, no, I agree fair, at but... this point. Yeah, I think that yeah. now was the right time for New York. To move if on. New York were going to blow up their roster at some point, which they probably had to do at some point, now is probably the right time. Um, yeah. Some teams are rebuilding, some are making super teams, but if you're just wanting next year to be a comfortable developmental year, now that's the right time to do it is right yep. now. You also release these guys to the free market where right. potentially they can join other big teams. Cool. Now. Hmm? 2022, Sabi rejoins New York Excel. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, interestingly, this is a, there was a, 
cool article on GG Recon by Sebastian Romero, where he, he pointed out of the 100 players that oh, have been yeah. confirmed for uh, season four of the Overwatch League for 2021, only 21 of them are from the original 2018 year. So only 21 <laughs> players, a fifth of the players, have lasted uh, up until this time. And only four of them are on their current teams now that Sabiobi and Libero... I thought it was have, only three. Uh, well, it was four at the writing of this article. Maybe someone else got released. Who's on Who's on the list? Uh, Carpe, Poco, EQO, EQO and Jonak. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Jonak's still four, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah, I think the what's really interesting is that is how long-standing this New York roster was. And it's it's such a it, it's been such a constant within the scene that we've almost used them as a measuring stick to measure everything else by. They've they've looked dominant the first year. They were a very solid third place team in 2019. They finished third. They started third. They finished third. They were just there the entire year. And then in 2020, they've, they've kind of slipped down the table a little bit, but they've still been one of the measuring sticks for APAC as a region. And, and I think it just shows, like, next year, really, things are just blowing up. They're going crazy. Dallas are going to be good. New York are messing their roster around. Philly's making changes. It's, it's not going to look like the Overwatch League that you've seen. But I, I also think with how much those changes happen, it shows that, like, a New York team... Uh, maybe not maybe if it's next year maybe it's not it just shows like the year after like with the amount of roster turnover you could easily flip this around again right maybe. possibly I, but I think you can we will never know we'll never know True. let's I move mean, on would. okay we'll never team he eventually would know yeah we I will mean, never know no well let's we move on to know. another team uh the washington justice is the team i want to talk about oh yes oh, okay. i know what you're thinking the washington justice oh 20th place, 19th place, no longer. This team, they're shaking things up. Who the heck are they getting? They got rid of Stitch, right? Because Stitch was on a temporary contract. They got rid of Janu because Janu was on a temporary contract. Who is that? Was that Beth? <laughs> yeah. That was Beth saying something about, I assume, the launch day in World of Warcraft. Uh, the, probably some story development. It was perfect uh, timing. It was perfect timing for the, yeah. oh my God, just about <laughs> Washington Justice. Uh, yeah, what they have? Uh, they add Fury. Yeah, uh, they've they added add Fury. But they got rid of Aim God as well. They've added Rhea and they've added Closer. All right, Matt, who's doing and the hosting here? Is it you or is it me? Okay, well, I'm just making sure you know. They also added uh, Bebe. We got we got to wrestle this out. <laughs> well, no, we got to we got to oil sure ourselves you know, up or what? You, you know who's on the teams. Listen, uh, I wrote the rundown, so I'll take some credit. I got uh, okay. yeah. Johnny wrote the rundown. I I read off the teleprompter, which is my phone. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Now, if you want me to get the swimming pole out, we can we can do it. I got some what? olive oil. The swimming pole? Yeah, listen. Swimming pool, pool. Oh, like pool. Goliath versus oh. David. Where's that's, the, yeah, that's a weird comparison. Yeah. It's kind of these are gone. Okay. Anyway. Anyway, anyway this, let's um, get these justice signings are really interesting. Okay, yeah. I need to hear first of all, Josh. I need to hear your thoughts on them adding closer. I think okay if it was just closer I don't hate that move in and of itself right like I think that I don't think closer is the caliber of player that the Washington Justice was aiming for 
when they're building this roster and they look like they're trying to compete at the absolute top level. But I could see a world in which Closer looks a lot better outside of the Dallas Fuel. I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt there. My issue becomes when they add a lot of these other players that are like a, a lower a tier. Yeah, they're like a lower level than the elite. And like now Rhea. it becomes... Yeah, well, yeah, but the real one is weird be because like then they also have Fury. Jerry. So, exactly, Jerry and Closer and then... Um, Bebe. Fuck, who am I forgetting? Bebe as well, yeah. At this point, you have now started adding a bunch of players whose known qualities, unless you're saying that you can suck a lot more potential out of these guys, their known qualities are not quite at the elite level. So they don't really fit with the rest of your team. They're quite underwhelming signings <laughs> to the team yeah. as a whole. Yeah, I'm, and it I, makes me think that they just spunked away the mountains of cash that let's, they had. Let's think about and it. they're kind of scrabbling at the end. Okay. Let's think, think about the off-tank situation right now. Okay, so they were, they got Fury, but they had the choice of Jano. They were discussing it with Jano, right? And uh, well, yes, uh, we don't know whose choice that was in yes. the end, but they were talking with Janu. What? Well, what? Well, okay, so, but also, what else did they have the option of? Was is Mecco? Mecco? Mecco is still a uh, Mecco still a free agent, but there's uh, a rumor that uh, he could potentially go to the Fusion to link back up with Mono. Right. Interesting. Fucking wild world that that would be. <laughs> Dude, that Why on earth you would want to pick mental. those guys up for Philly um, with? But they, they, I don't they, know. They, they've had their pick at a litter when it comes to these off tank players. But I feel like these these players would still have commanded a high salary, which is going to be taking up a chunk of the budget. You know what I mean? So you you are right. I think Josh with a little bit of this, where you're thinking like, did they just spunk away part of their resources to try and? Uh, and now they're just allocating it off of these like players that they're hoping surrounded by the players they picked up. They're going to be able to get a top roster. When I look at this, I think of Gladiators of last year. I think of Shaz and Big Goose oh. as a support line uh, being serviceable, but not the best and surrounded by, generally speaking, good players and never really being able to reach the top mm. part of the table. <sighs> I think that's quite unfair, though, to Shaz yes. and Big Goose because I don't think that they were the issue with that team. Like, maybe you could say that Shaz kind of underperformed when it came to, like, the Batiste role and that kind of stuff. But I would say, honestly, that more of the problems came down to the synergy between the tank line there for the Gladiators. I I'm not saying that, the, yeah. that this isn't going to be an issue for the Justice. I just don't think that was the issue for the Gladiators. I also think it's an interesting way to go about building a team and essentially... They've gone into the free agency pool and they've got, uh, I mean, would you have said going in a free agency mag was like the biggest off uh, main tank uh, on the market? From contenders. Yeah. From contenders. Uh, maybe even, I so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, without knowing like Fearless and the Sados and well, the Monarch yeah, out yeah. there. Yeah, probably. Uh, you know, Fury, I think you could say he was like one of, I mean, they, they literally went out and got three of the biggest names you could go out and get with Mag, Fury, and Decay. And then yeah. maybe you think that some of these players will play better around three players who could very well be the best in the league at their position. Yeah, right. I think they're going to uh, elevate around them for right. sure. Do you, do you really believe that? I think they just have to be sort of like role players kind of Wait, thing. Wait, you, you think the Bebe and Closer, assuming they don't add anybody else to the support line, right? They've yeah. only currently got Bebe and Closer. Am I correct in saying that? I haven't missed yes. anything. Uh, yeah. yeah, Bebe and Closer for support, yeah. Yeah, so you're saying that you think Bebe and Closer will just elevate their level because no, no, they're no, no, playing no. with... Sorry, 
better well, tanks and support, uh, better tanks I, and DPS. I do think that they will, as a result of those pieces, play at a higher level, yes. Is it going to be high enough? I don't think so. I don't think it's going to be like the San Francisco Shock, where you see, like, the support players have massive impact alongside the tank and the damage players, okay? I think that I do think that the supports will step up and play better than they did on their former teams. But I think that it will limit like the versatility of the Washington Justice because I don't think they'll be able to rely on closer and Bebe. I don't think if we go to like a Senyara meta where like if someone like Violet would shine for a team, I don't think Bebe, you can rely on him like no, a Violet so. yeah. in that standard. But I do think that we won't see them like drag them down. I think... I don't, I don't think we'll reach that level. Um, th this team almost feels like a bit like Atlanta Rain for me. Wow, that's a fucking... No. I mean, that's not a brutal like... comparison, Jonathan. Yeah, okay, no, 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 no. Yeah, let me finish. Okay, obviously, I think they are a bit better because they do have decay. You know, we can pull his own weight. I think that Fury is probably better in the off-tank position. Um, and then you have Mag coming in for contenders too. So I think there are some small similarities. I do have questions about the backline. I do think it'll be similar to the Atlanta Rain kind of backline scenario, maybe a little bit. I think they'll be better than the Atlanta Rain, but I'm still, I'm still not convinced. If we were to do a preseason power ranking today, I wouldn't be super convinced about the Washington Justice when I look at some of the other teams in North America. Yeah, I think that they have three elite players and the mm. rest are not at that level. I mean, that's, no. that's just the simplest way that I can sum up this team is that I don't think that they're going to drag them down. I don't think you're going to be watching the games going, fuck me, Closer and Bebe are just feeding. What the hell are Jerry and Tuba doing? They're feeding. <laughs> they're not going to be actively throwing the game. But I think they're going to limit the ceiling of this team. I think that what, the, yeah. just the what fact is you don't have current team of this roster top five NA. So so let's run through the roster for anyone who might have forgotten it because I just had to look it up <laughs> to remember all of the players that were signed. So we have Closer and Bebe in the back line. We have Mag as the tank. We probably have Fury actually getting fielded and Rhea just sitting yeah. on the bench. That's mm -hmm. how you would expect that to go down. And the DPS line is Decay, but then Jerry and Tuba alongside. Who Tuba did play very well uh, towards the end of the season. Yes, on specific good. heroes. And on specific very specific heroes. heroes. Yes. And that is, I mean, you don't have a huge amount of versatility there with your DPS line. You, you're okay, really my, relying my, on yeah. Tuba being exceptionally versatile. Yep. If they sub in Jerry, I'll be like, here we go. I have an you argument. You know, like big gambles coming in. I have an argument I'm not to make confidence in him. Uh, I, I, uh, some evidence to present to the court. I, I stand by my previous point that I was making about hit scan players kind of being a little bit overrated. I you think, mean in terms in of terms the, impact of the importance and impact they have in a roster? Yeah, I think you. I think Jerry will be more than serviceable for that hit scan position because at the very highest level now, teams have become so disciplined that it becomes uh, uh, an example of playing off of your team when they're creating space for you. And that's how you maximize your value as a hitscan player. There are rare outliers with players like KSP, for example, was the first one who comes to mind. But I think in general, the, this kind of anti-Jerry narrative, don't appreciate it, guys. Shut it down. <laughs> I'm, I'm the okay. chief officer of that narrative. Sorry, buddy. I, I actually think Jerry's a perfectly... I prefer Jerry to Tuber on this roster. I don't I think, think that Jerry's going to be a problem. Yeah. Because think about the role that Jerry's going to have. He's a secondary hit scan. He's not yep. going to be playing primary hit scan unless there's a, a good reason for it. Like Decay is going to be playing the other role. Tracer. Like the only time that Jerry comes in is alongside Decay, in my opinion. Like There's never yeah. going to be a time where you're running Jerry as the hit scan, Tuber as... 
as uh, Flex DPS. The ash, you know, like he'll play Come the Ash. On, man, it, no, no, no. I'm if saying DK like, isn't if playing the Blitz scan, if you're playing like oh, an right. Ash Tracer kind of meta, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah. Decay will pop off on Tracer, and you'll have like Jerry in the back line playing Ash. Yeah. You know, throwing and that's dynamites why I think. And, that's know. why I think Jerry is super suitable for this team. I'm not mad at that at all. My issue comes with Tuba because. As much as we've seen glimmers of him being all right on some roles, what he was known for in Contenders was not for being like some cracked out, crazy, flexible, flex DPS player. Uh, he was just fairly flexible, fairly good. And then he's coming to the Overwatch League and generally speaking, the guy's underperformed with some glimmers of promise. That's not someone you can rely on to play the full-time flex dps role for the for a team that's trying to get to this kind of caliber that is someone that's going to slow you down even if you don't believe that flex dps has that much impact you already have your supports potentially slowing you down you can't afford to have a full third of your team like the whole flex aspect as well now if yeah. they sign rascal to this team i'm singing a different tune yeah go time i agree with but that. that's like a world this, of difference there we it's still don't know that if this team is uh done right i mean yeah, there's I mean, still his players they could add or that's the thing like they, yeah. there's, there's still time to pop things in, in and out and they could pick up another support piece that could completely change our tune for, yeah. for this i don't know who they could pick honestly i don't know who the available free agent but the ocean are. yeah i <laughs> hot take maybe i think bebe is kind of on a similar level to Badosin. i think Badosin's better but he comes with the added baggage of like all of his teams previously playing non-teamwork-based styles whenever yeah, he's calling yeah. for them. That's the only worry there that I have. I'm sure there's other free agents. So I actually just deleted my notepad file that had all the free agents in. Yeah. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> uh, absolute spill-level play. On your recycling bin. No, it's, uh, it's, bin? A, yeah. it's a notepad file, and I just deleted the text from it because oh, I thought, my. I'm just stupid. I thought, oh, this list isn't up to date. I should just delete it. But I should have just edited it instead of deleting it. Yeah. So now, now I've lost my main reference point for like when I do these kind of Stop. discussions. I can't even remember who the free agent flex supports anyway, are right we now. Can, we so can we're on the same level. I think Vi three Violet is still, yeah. Violet's still technically free. Oh, it's uh, now if Violet came into that team. Shu is no longer. Like, Shu is the big no, one where Shoe, I'm like, yeah. if this team had signed Shu instead of the Gladiators getting him, I now feel a lot better about this team. Okay. Yeah, that's a good Let's, point. Let's talk about a different team that's going in a different direction. Um, some would say down. Me, I would agree. Uh, I think it's the Toronto Defiant, and they're, they're, they're going to be uh, going down? for some odd... Yes, and I, I say down because I feel like they are just trying to basically become Philadelphia version 2, but the lesser version of Philadelphia. Like, the Toronto but Defiant, a lot of their roster moves seemingly make no sense. Although, this one does make sense if you think about it in the in terms of KDG is the coach. They picked up Sado, they picked up Hisu. Both, I think, actually got uh, Sado very, very, very reasonably top 5 NA tank. Top, yeah, I mean, yeah. higher than that. I mean, I don't know how you can say... Like, downwards? okay, you don't, you don't know why I can say downwards to the Philadelphia Fusion, yeah, because, sure. Because, but, the, because but we were, I think why are you comparing Toronto to Philly? Because it seems like they are trying to build off of the pieces that Philly is is kind of just expelling. They only have two players. Okay, well they've got I mean, Sadio Hisu. I thought Ivy might be going to Toronto, but you seem to say that Ivy's going to New York. I must have missed that yeah. report or rumor uh, or something. Yeah, and then supposedly. Uh, so uh, Sato and Hisu, uh, obviously, to Toronto. 
They did sign two supports. Yeah, they did. Uh, they signed uh, Aztec and uh, the other guy's name begins with an A as well. Uh, Ansun Jay. Asun Jay. I'm okay. guessing. Yeah. I'm yes. guessing. Yes. No, that, that's... Ansun uh, Jay. I know that Aztec is really good. I can't remember how good Ansun Jay so, is. And then the, uh, and then the uh, word on the street is uh, they would potentially be adding Michelle as their off tank because he played well under KDG when KDG was at Seoul. Ooh. It was Logic's uh, the only oh player? So you have like Sato, Michelle, Hisu, Logix, Aztec, and Asunjay. That's a better team but than they had Logics last year by far. This? this is what I'm confused by. Is this team now just going full Korean or are they going to mixed roster? I it's mean, odd. they have beast and logic, so they're somewhat it, mixed, right? I think this is probably what happened. If I had to guess, the Toronto people want to create a really good roster. So they start off, they keep Logics because he's a fan favorite. At that point, they, they find that KDG is now available. So they sign KDG and they're like, hey, Build is a really good roster. And he picks up only Korean players or he only wants to sign Korean players because he looks at the talent that's available and that's the best talent available. And now they're in a position where they have to try and meld that together with the fact that they have Logics and Beast on the okay. roster. Also, when, when did they depart from <clears throat> Fusion? I think Sado, I mean, I could be wrong here, but I think Sado and Hisu became available after they already signed Logics and Beast. Maybe yeah. they just like did like, a, 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 you know, like a Tokyo Drift kind of thing and just like 180 and just... Went a different the direction way, with yeah. the team when the they realized these, they could. Yeah, you're, you're right. You're right, Johnny. I think to because to give people context of how this kind of goes with some of the teams in the league, they they will have an idea like the the, the higher ups, the suits, whatever you want to call them, the the shadow council. Um, sometimes <laughs> they've been known as um, the 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 people who are you know kind of in charge of a lot of the the runnings and goings of a team will have an idea of how they want the roster to be built. Um, <sighs> And sometimes that might be counterproductive, sometimes not. Sometimes we're on the same page as some of the coaching staff. But you have to be very agile in the off-season, which is the point you're, you guys are making, right, where they yeah, added yeah. KDG, and suddenly KDG realizes, like, okay, they wanted a mixed roster. I don't know if I can build a mixed roster. They, I, I'm going to build a good team. Here's my case. Puts it towards the, the higher-ups. Here's who I want to hire. He may have more agency than that. I don't know. Some teams do things very differently than, than other teams. But this, they definitely, one thing you need to consider is that the game plan is always changing. So the news from yeah. previously when we were talking about this team could be completely different in terms of their actual game plan of what they're trying to end up at here. Is it a hot take that if this team ends up with like Michelle at off tank and then like a adds a Rascal or Libero as like a flex DPS that I actually quite think this is a good roster comparatively to where they have been in the past? Uh... I mean, I think, sure. I think, I, I, I think, I think for sure, sure they would be better than what they were in the past. But like, can you can you win games against good competition with a Sato, Michelle, let's call it Rascal, Hisu, uh, Azteca, Sunjay team with like Logics is just a hit scan specialist? It very much well, feels like a Toronto Defiant roster. It's like up in the air, kind of mixed. We don't know what to feel about it. It's a bit like put together last minute kind of the vibes. Players, the players are pretty talented across the board. Like you wouldn't oh. say they're like some of the best in the league, but you would say that they they can they can play at that level at times. Well, here's my question: Does Logic actually play? Because that defines a lot of stuff. Like if right. this team wants to be a full Korean team, it's possible that like because they still need to pick up another player at least here. 
Yeah, I, I know. Like on top of the Michelle signing on already, they need a flex DPS as well. Yes, because Hisu isn't going to be able to cover all of the different roles, and neither is Logics. So at that point, if you if you pick up Michelle plus another presumably Korean flex DPS, you're looking at like, like a, someone like Rascal. You're looking at five Rascal out of Libra. sure Glister, amazing pickup. If you wanted to go for something like that, five out of six of your players are Korean. Plus you have a Korean coach. I, I think at some point you have mitigating returns from integrating logics into that team because logics hasn't actually proven at any point that he can play at the highest level. People often love the way that logics plays and he has a lot of mechanical skill, but at no point has he proven to be able to play at a top level. His right. teams have always slumped. So what you're losing in terms of potentially like the communication aspect, you're buying, you're like getting in a player that you're not really sure is going to be able to hang anyway or is going to like be able to integrate with your team so i think there's a potential here that they could end up just going full korean anyway and yeah that in that sense i do think that that team if they're willing to make big pickups like someone like a rascal or a glister plus a, a big uh free agent like dm or something on the on the hit scan if they level up those positions and fully commit to that roster i think that could do some work. They'd be like a. Yeah. They'd be very much a dark horse, but yeah. they could have some serious punching potential. They could be like a top eight America. team who can upset some of those top teams. Like they would. Yeah, I'd, I'd they would definitely be a, able to. I'd see them as a middle of the pack team around that area. Like, is that team definitely worse than a team like the Florida Mayhem? No, that's no, the, yeah. That's so. the kind of level that you're yeah. punching at. Where all right, you're not as good as the super teams that have been formed. But you're in probably. the game, though. You're in the but, game. Yeah. Though. Yeah. But that's only if they sign. That's only if either Logic pops off and there's no problem integrating him, or they sign another big Korean hit scan. Plus, they sign a big yes. Korean flex DPS. Plus, yeah. they sign Michelle, and Michelle actually performs at a top level. Yeah, which I mean, we don't know for right. sure. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm there's a lot that has to work there. But I, I don't know if Michelle is like necessarily a like top what level about, uh, tank. So what about Janu? Is a spot for that. I mean, that would be Sato and Janu. Like, Janu? I'd love that. Jersey. With like a Hisu and a Rascal. Now you're, now you're, now you're, uh, as oh, Brent would Lord. say, now you're cooking with gas. You're cooking with <laughs> yeah. gas, baby. You're yeah, cooking with you're gas. Cooking I'll tell you who else is cooking with gas. Who? Philadelphia Fusion, because they've picked up a new player, Shockwave. This is a, Ooh, this is a pickup I'm excited it. for. I am excited for this I one. Like because this. Because I, I am, I'm just pleased in general because I think that the Vancouver Titans last year, obviously, it was an absolutely messy situation all around. It was like you had got the metaphorical Marmite and smeared it on the walls as a toddler. <laughs> I, I may or may not have done that as a kid. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it very messy. There's some baby pictures out there of me just sitting there with Marmite, just rubbing it all over the kitchen, uh, doing art attacks all over the place. Um, I can't wait for Shockwave to replace Corp in the story lineup. I, uh, well, you say that. Here's the thing: like Shockwave is incredibly no, talented, and I'm excited right? for this because uh, this this team that's been through so much tur turbulence. The Vancouver Titans, at least, we're talking about the post Runaway Edition, right? Where they've picked up all of these unknown players, these green players, these rookie players. Uh, they were never really set up to succeed in the season. They were playing remote, a lot of them. They weren't together. Uh, and I was hoping that some of them would see the light of the day in the Overwatch League again because they had a lot of potential. So this is sick because now he Shockwave is going to be slotted directly into a system that we know has had success, that can elevate yeah. players. 9K has had success elevating players. How far are we going to see this player go now? This could be a bit like when we look back at the offseason, like this could be like one of the more impactful pickups, I feel like. Oh, yes. Like, oh, he yeah. Can, 
because he the, yeah. the shockwave like we we saw like his crazy echo play and whatnot but like his hit scan is really good as well he's it one of those is. rare like hit scan players who can also play like flex like uh a little bit i think like decay can do that at times right yeah, like he can pass over to some some stuff uh this gives them a whole uh another look though right uh it, it's almost like him and eqo but like he's a little bit i think stronger on the hit scan than eqo just overall but like now you put him next to carpe and uh you have mono in the mix uh we were we were like uh can philly really make that many like big changes like it seems like they can and I love the fact that this is like a younger player who can grow kind of with alarm for the future too. Yeah, I, I, I think we this. should I think we should primarily look at him as more of a hit scan player than a versatile flex kind of player. Yeah. We know he played some echo for Vancouver Titans. I think that was solely because they struggled with their DPS lineup in the first place. They had players like Dalton, who couldn't necessarily play that much besides like the McCree and the Tracer. And I think that's why Shoko was forced to play the echo, which he was good at. He was aggressive on it. But I think when he slots into this team, I don't think we should consider him like an EQO. I don't think we will see him on projectile players that much. I think he will be like the backup hit scan player for this team. And that begs the question, is this an upgrade from someone like Hisu. Because I think that, like Saichu has mentioned so many times, and he's right about, is that Hisu's Sombra was phenomenal and like instrumental to Philadelphia at some times the past yeah, season. it was. Can Shockwave have the same impact? I think Shockwave is like a perfect player if you want to play like Ash or Widowmaker and you have Carpe go off on a Trace or something like that, right? But I don't know if he can fulfill the same kind of role <laughs> well, that Hisu did at some points in the season. If I was 9k, I my whole offseason would be telling Carpe to learn how to fucking play Sombra. <laughs> I mean, I think, though, that Shockwave looks like the kind of player. <clears throat> what I was really impressed by watching Shockwave was that when he would play the Echo and you, I know this is so niche, but when he would play the Echo and use his duplicate, he looked to be more mechanically skilled than Dalton on the roles that he was duplicating. Like <laughs> yeah. when, he would, when he would duplicate, like, the Echo and play, like, flex roles like because he would duplicate it. Like, yeah, the Genji is the thing that immediately springs to mind. He's his impact, and all right, you can play more aggro when you're, when you're duplicated because obviously you get the blade immediately, plus then you're just you have a second life to work with so it's a bit of an unfair comparison but you could tell that the guy's mechanics were extremely good and when he played the hanzo his projectile mechanics are extremely good as well and the echo itself is mechanics really good so i i think that this guy could actually become the cornerstone underneath 9k of what this team runs in a lot of different scenarios it will allow carpe to perhaps specialize even more on the long range hit scan and maybe free up shockwave to be more of like the guy that you rely on to just play everything uh, and then eqo is your more specialist for the for the flex stuff i would be surprised if they limit shockwave to playing long range hit scan because i think yeah. that's where you get the most out of out of carpe from like his torb his mccree his um Ash. His widow, his Ash, that kind of stuff. I, I, I almost see Shockwave as like a more moldable player that you would want to be more of a cornerstone age, uh, hero for your team. Is he almost like a younger rascal in a way that like you can kind of mold into somebody who can play all these different things at a high level because of how mechanically skilled he is. Or like, I guess, uh, who would be another or player? Even, or even like of, an like a Kevster or like Yeah, a... or a Kevster. Kevster's a great example, yeah. in yeah. my opinion. I think about them quite similarly, the Shockwave and Kevster. Yeah. Both yeah. really skilled, both able to play the hit scan and the projectile. I really like this because my biggest yeah. concern with Philly, not my biggest, actually, my biggest is what the fuck they're going to do with their tank lineup. But 
one of my concerns was, was that they would leave Carpe as that focal player in their team without ever having someone to pressure him for his position or make him shift his style or anything. And that Carpe's playstyle doesn't really mesh with his tanks. And so you've got like this weird melting pot of fuckery on the team. But I mm -hmm. think that Shockwave provides that flexibility because he's such a young moldable player that I, I think this is the perfect addition, honestly. Yeah. I really news, like this. In other news, a familiar face is returning to us. Who would have thought it? I, I certainly didn't. I didn't think it was going to be possible. So Min Su. Frick it. Yeah. He's back. Get the him in. <laughs> Fanning yep. the hammer his way back in. He's, he's coming. Mean... He's coming through, and uh, yep, he's going to be joining the Hongzhou Spark. Um, this is uh, this is going to be. Um, it's cool to see him back in the league. Yeah, uh, I, 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 I don't really know what player didn't get a shot. I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, he's a good player. I was surprised he wasn't in the league last year. To be fair, um, <laughs> but the question is, how does he stack up in terms of the developing? Because like the the thing is, the tank line has been the biggest thing that's been in flux. I feel like from when he was playing to now like it's been all over the place in terms of the roles that a lot of these tanks have had to play um but it's definitely exciting when i think of the tank line i'm thinking of lazaria i don't know why i'm saying tank line but yes the the it, it's it's an interesting pickup for sure it's a weird one I, i'm gonna be honest with you i don't know whether this one's gonna go anywhere uh, somensu was a pretty smart player <clears throat> but I, when I watched him play, I wasn't really that convinced. Like, his Zarya was super good, and his Reaper was pretty smart, but it those are really, like, the brain... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. ...occupies yeah, more than the aim. And, I, I, yeah. and I'll be honest with you guys, I, I don't even know what role he plays. I've completely forgotten. I can only it, remember him as the Zarya player. He, he plays he, DCS. Yeah, scan. So I mean, in theory, right he's now, hit scan. McCree-like yeah, I mean, kind of would think. Yeah, I mean, I guess he, he a bit of a... Okay, So Min Su is a bit like an 80s cult band where it's like they have like a very strong fan base, but like you don't really know what songs they did. It's like kind of <laughs> like that. But it's like people love Su Min Su for some reason. I don't really like have a strong belief in Su Min Su's skill set as well. But I did post in the live chat, Kurt, that there is a tweet from Hang Chao Spark that they did actually trial him for three weeks with other players like, extensively. And they did actually deem Sumisu skill set to, to be up to yeah. par to some yeah. of the other players they trial. And they're very confident in this signing, actually. So they have. <laughs> it's a pretty funny way to put it out there. I do what appreciate the bands from Hang Chao's yeah, This is the way to put it. They were like, yeah, back when Sumisu was, uh, was among the list of player candidates, he had to go through three weeks of trial with the team, just like everyone else. And in the end, he passed the trials and got a spot in the team with his own performance. And then they put out his tweets of but the But what iceberg. does this so, mean? Like, well, it knows, like, the, the, like people. Yeah tweeting at them it's like they've seen like the surface level stuff but then uh, the team has actually done rigorous uh, oh, stuff behind okay. the scenes to test his skills so it's so weird what he knows what teams yeah, done. Like, <laughs> so convinced who's he though who's thank he you, Zhao. i think it's thank you, tweet, tweeting person is he yes yeah yeah i figure that i figure that yeah i i, I listen i'm i'll have faith in that process honestly because someone no. looked like a reasonable player he just didn't really pop off well he did pop off but the metas in which he popped off were so specific and unlikely to come up again that the data seems almost invalid to yes. judge his future performance so i think he's very much like a wait and see if he actually has the impact 
I'll yeah, tell you what, though. Uh, uh, while we're on the subject, we yep. haven't really touched on the Hangzhou Spark whatsoever. Mm. Uh, during all of our Platcher episodes, they have just been quietly leveling their roster the fuck up. I yep. mean... What, like, what the, okay, that's next on the list, then. Well, let's skip a, oh, uh, a couple of steps ahead, because they've added Bernard as well. Yeah, um, they've added Bernard, Takuyaki, MCD joined this team, Liga as well. This like has they, been they quiet, they are, hasn't it? Exactly. It's yeah. a really quiet acquisition sneak. of a lot of people. Interesting. I just realized. Of, you know, a lot of teams, like, they'll make one flashy ad. I feel like Hangzhou has just added a wealth of just talent. Yes. Right? Yeah. Just good players. This uh, is so like different from the use of them. This is so different from last year. Their off season last yeah. year. Who did they add? They only added, I think, Coldest and Mika. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Coldest yeah. Mika. But then they added Architect mid year. But yeah, they didn't really make any they, they significant were... changes. Yeah, I actually really like this. They're 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 retooling, but they're like steadily upgrading. It's very yeah. and it's they're very adding sneaky. a lot of Chinese talent too. Yeah. So they're not just they're not just. These players are not just Korean players, so it's not just going to be Gushui plus his Korean buddies anymore. It's it's really going to be a blended roster by the look of it. I mean, Coldest is excellent, but we never really got to see him play, probably because of the communication issues that you have Irish in that stuff, scenario. Yeah. But hopefully, he will get to play because he's a genuinely an unbelievably good flex support talent. Are they going to um, try and build a um, Chinese roster, and a Korean roster? I don't. I don't that would think be they. Insane, they don't have. Do they not have another main tank? Is it just Gushu. Um, yeah, but I mean, you don't sub out. Yeah, yeah I don't think you sub out Gushu. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah so I don't really think that they would have an A and a B team here that they would run no. against each other or anything. I think they're gonna really try and like integrate them together. But now they have a Chinese off tank and a Korean off tank in Liga and Banar, um, of which. We already know that Bernard's fantastic, but apparently from Chinese contenders, Liga's been pretty decent. Um, he's been playing with uh, Team CC, who are up at the top level fairly mm -hmm. fairly regularly. I must say, I haven't been watching it, so I can't give specific information here. Um, but I do know from watching the other uh, Chinese player that they've added, Shai, that Shai is extremely good on DPS and has Shai. played flex support in the Shai past. Shai was, yeah, he was a, uh, what, what it, well, he changed his name. Uh, Did he? Right. Uh, I can't uh, actually he play in World Cup for, uh, or was he shy in World Cup and he played flex support? He played like Zenana, and then he became a DPS player. He went back. Wait, I to think Enders and played DPS player. But I'm pretty sure he changed his name, uh, unless I'm thinking of a different there player. Was also, a player. There was a Chinese player called Sky who changed his name. Yes. Okay, that's what I'm thinking about. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, it I does say remember. here that he is a DPS and a support. So signature uh, he, heroes: yeah, Widowmaker, McCree, yeah. Tracer, Ana, Senyara. And in yep, 2017, yeah, yeah. he was on LGD and got a best support award for yeah, the oh, no, he Premier was, Series. Yeah, he was sick. He's a real. He he's actually a bit like Bazi. Bazi used to be a flex support and moved over to play DPS, and his like aim is just cracked. That's what I think of Shy like. So the but. Here's why I mentioned this whole like Korean Chinese thing is because the Chinese players haven't really been integrated to a strong level within this roster. Bebe yeah. was a weak link mm -hmm. on the spark in terms of his mechanics, but he never dragged them down, but they always had a better player on the bench, Coldest. He is a better player than Bebe, but they never integrated him properly. The same, kind of a similar story with Mika as well. I'm not going to say Mika's better than IDK, but Mika's really good on the few times that they did integrate him. So if they get a system running where they can properly integrate their Chinese parts with their Korean parts, I'm feeling real good yeah, about yeah. the Spark right now. 
real good. Especially because really I felt um, I felt like last year they kind of stagnated, where a lot of teams went oh, they yeah. upgraded. Mm -hmm. I felt like they just kind of they they got their. What, I think they did they finish third overall in their debuting season. Uh, fourth, fourth, fourth yeah. in twenty fourth was really very good. Yeah, fourth. uh, yeah, they placed behind New York. Yeah, uh, and I New felt York. like they kind of just rested on their laurels a little bit. They just kind of were like, okay, we've got a roster, let's just do the same thing that we did. But I feel like there were a yeah. variety of circumstances that allowed them to finish in that position in the first place. Um, yeah, this is this is so promising. Um, what what are you adding, Josh? The other thing that I love about this as well, though, is that last year their big addition in the off season was only chinese players yeah they wanted to add chinese players and try and integrate them this year they added chinese players shy and liga but they've also added three new korean players as like in case it doesn't work or extra options and alternatives yeah. to work with and those are just huge um uh ways of, you know huge backup options here um, so, like, MC, if they can't integrate Colts into the team, MCD is a fantastic talent that we've seen perform <laughs> at uh, a very strong level um, over the course of the time with Element Mystic. Oh, yeah, and I did forget, actually, Takuyaki did join the team, so now they do actually have another main tank to be able to work yeah. with. Oh, yeah, main... yeah, yeah so it's inactive because he's underage. That's yeah, true, yeah. He's underage. Yeah. I was about to ask, what do we make of Takuyaki joining this team? So I did put in a tweet as well, I believe, in the rundown, where Rush... I think it was Rush, came out and said that he thinks Takoyaki will become the best main tank in the league. Really? Was wow. it Rush or was it Moon? I mean, I don't want to say it, but one like very uh, good coach within the league came out and said, like after the signing, Takoyaki will be one of the best main tanks in Poor the league. Feeler. If not the best, If not the best main tank in the league. Feeler uh, just was Rush. joins Rush's team and Rush says, yeah, I think Takoyaki will be the best main tank in the league. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. look at this. That's unbelievable praise from Rush. That wow. is, yeah. I mean, considering yeah, it's wild. not... You know what I mean? Say again? What was that? Considering it's not Rush's team. He's not yeah, picking up yeah. his own player. He's picking up someone who's going somewhere else. And he's, telling, he's saying he, they're going to be the best main tank in the league. I've heard stirrings about Takoyaki being a fantastic talent within the contenders region. He did but... play for Element Mystic. Yeah, that's that's always a good thing when it comes to Rush's compliments and getting on the team. But he's behind Gushue at the moment. That's yeah. that's um I feel like it's gonna be hard to move Gushue out of that position. So here's the thing. Here's my take on the entire like Chinese uh, South Korean blend on this roster. I think you have to look past sort of like the matches and the competitive standpoint. I think this will actually allow this team to practice way more efficiently. Now, it does give me a bit of like Shanghai Dragons vibe in like season one where they had like some Korean players and some yeah. Chinese players and like they were talking English and Korean and Chinese at the same time and like it was all over the place. Like that was not a good look. But I think having more Chinese players on this roster and also having better like South Korean duos allows this team to practice more efficiently because oh. when you think of it like yeah you're screaming or whatever together and you do that together but besides that you're going into ranked and usually you have like one or two people that you almost like play ranked with like all the time like sometimes on the ladder you go to pro player streams you will see them play with the same guy pretty much the entire time and this yes. frees up some of these players on the Hangzhou spark roster to play with like a partner and practice and have a better vibe a better team culture so now you have a chinese support duo now you have uh, a south korean tank duo you have uh, a chinese dps duo i think no, that's not. the only thing no, yeah, yeah, you know. 
But the only thing duos, right? So you can practice yeah. individually with your teammate and then bring that to scrims as a team. And so I think the practice system will be a lot better for Hunter Spark. Can they integrate that though into scrims and into real matches? Yeah. That if is they the can biggest make question. It, uh, if they can make it work, this could be a real powerhouse team next year. If they got they have a real yeah. strong roster. I think Even one of the they, biggest full Korean roster, that's still a nasty good roster. Yeah. yeah, one of the biggest challenges will be, I think, breaking down the barriers that are, are just inevitable to, to come up. Like in every team, clicks develop. And I feel like for, for Hongja Spark to encourage like that kind of, you want to be maximizing every single piece of the roster, whether you try and integrate it or whatnot. You, you need to kind of make efforts internally, I think, as a team to try and make that so. Uh, I don't know if you guys agree with me on that regard, just on the basis that, I mean, I think... I think it can be very easy to slip into those clicks based on like nationalities of like you want you want to speak to people who speak the same language as you, right? Things like that. Yeah. And a lot of that comes from the team side, I think, of them encouraging, um, just kind of you know mixing together and actually mm -hmm. uh, uh, trying to create yeah. that and foster that mentality of just a team-based environment that so uh, so many other teams do very very well. Seems like uh, you know Paris did last year and the shock do. That's why I don't really want them to run a Chinese team and a Korean team, yeah. even to practice, even like an A and a B team to practice. I'm not a fan of doing that because I think that creates like the, That's the some... divide in the team. And like you only yes. then develop energy with the other players that you're trying to work with. You're not going to get the best of both worlds there. If you try and then like mash those two together, you haven't done the connective work to That's like some them. Yeah. 2018 Overwatch League shit. I'm an 18 yeah. yeah. team. I just, I, yeah, it didn't work then. I don't think it will work now. Like, I don't know I like why, but I'm, I'm optimistic though about this roster. Yeah. Like yeah. I was, I was actually optimistic about Shanghai Dragons in 2018 too, when they brought in like some of those South Korean players. Was it like Damon? No, da yeah, yeah. Damon and like Agree and stuff. And I was like actually optimistic about that. Yeah. Absolutely, my take got pooped on. Like Wolf <laughs> was out there tweeting about it. I still remember it. He was like, "This is never gonna work," and he was right about it. Um, but I am weirdly optimistic about this squad though and i think they could make it work if they have if they play with the south korean duo and the chinese duo maybe mix the damage players depending on who they want to play with and maybe mixed like gushue with like bernard like i think they could make it work yeah, yeah. When, when does takoyaki become available april yeah. april so basically i mean when did john say the league was gonna start the spring uh, so spring so right. probably sometime around then i mean april yeah. 18th is yeah time, so uh, yeah, he's he's likely going to be available when and probably integrated into terms, right? <laughs> when does spring end? Spring I don't know. When does spring May? start? June? Yeah. yeah. June? End of May. The yeah, end of May. When does spring June. start? February, I think. Late March? Right? Yeah. Or March? I don't fucking know. Well, that's, it's weird. It's, that's fucking yeah. Megamind plays from John, isn't it? He's just got. It could be. Could be whenever. Could be the first half of the year. Like, oh, he's getting away with murder. Spring. Yeah. We shall start the league when the flowers blossom in the wet. <laughs> Most people probably know when spring is. We're just morons. We're just like, yeah. I don't sometime. know when the fuck spring starts. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I live, I've when lived in LA for on the fifth three day. years. Yeah, it's the same weather every day here. I have no <laughs> idea what month it is. It was 27 Celsius yesterday. It's I fucking. It's almost December on Thursday. Yeah. That is crazy. All right, oh, yeah, see, I told you June, bro. I told you it ends in yeah, June. Late March. Yoga. That is really late March, actually. I didn't realize that. Wait, so it's, it's winter until March 20th. 
No, That's maybe it's like, it. No, nah, that can't be right. Fall? Dude, are you fucking dumb? <laughs> <laughs> winter, how bro. Could, winter, winter, winter. How could... How could... I just died. No, <laughs> I'm laughing at his internet that's also dying. It's, it's, it's yeah, becoming yeah. more and more pixelated as he gets. Me, bro. I didn't say fall. What are you talking about? All right, never mind. Yeah. Let's talk. Let's talk. Let's it's talk like something else. He said yeah. he's like, me and Bren were the imposters. Wait, hold on. No, no, no. We weren't the imposters. <laughs> Erster. Yeah. Is that a name yeah. that rings any bells? It only does. I it's, dream about him. The he's dragoons. Yeah, he's uh, joining also, the dragons. Also, I would add uh, there's. Uh, a report uh, hasn't been confirmed uh, that Molly would also be joining the dragons. Yeah. From Chengdu. Brent's trying Mo to figure out who Molly was. No, yeah, Molly, Molly, was, Molly was. Molly was like the really underrated player from Chengdu, but I'm wondering how that fits into their roster. That's, uh, that's the reporting. Yeah, uh, Luffy, Luffy has been moved down to the contenders team. So they just have Izayaki now. Who is incredible. Yeah. Molly's. Um, that's, I'm excited for Erster to yeah. potentially play. This is Erster. I I think that if there was a team for him, I'm I'm just I'm happy for him to be going to a team where I know that their his potential is going to be reached. You know what I mean? Is like, it though? Yeah, why not? Fl they have Flera already, and they have Lip. Where does Erster fit into this lineup? I don't know somewhere in the middle. <laughs> Insurance policy. This, I, I think that's is sick. I think yeah. uh, adding, I th personally, I think adding Erster to this lineup fills a lot of the holes where Fleder looked um, less comfortable. Uh, the yeah. extremely the aggressive, playmaky place. No, not the Tracer. The Tracer. Genji, I think. And the Doomfist and those kind of roles where he really has to like play the, the, the carry for the team. That's the metric. That that's where I thought Fledder looked weak this year. In the Genji meta, where he actually had to put on his big boy boots and carry to make space for the rest of his team. And like, you're giving him the resources, get out there and make something happen. Instead of using the space that his tanks give him to finish off kills and, and to uh, to do damage over time. Like, that's where Erster can really play a totally different style to Fletter, where he's going to go out there and he's going to try and just dominate the server. That's not what Fletter really does. Fletter plays yeah. are more like, safe conservative but always in the right place at the right time kind of style i mm -hmm. i think Ursa could be very complimentary mm -hmm. yeah i'm yeah. looking forward to this pickup actually um i, I just uh, think it's a, it's a good pickup yeah and and to josh's point uh now with a, a new tank in the mix uh with fate you bring in a dps player who uh, what they've let go of DM Ding, uh, they've let go of everybody pretty much outside of Lip and Faletta, where yeah, Erster kind of fits that hyper carry that we never got to see him be on uh, Atlanta. We know he can do it because he did it, uh, and not this previous season, but the season before it towards the end. Uh, but didn't really kind of have the resources or the team around to do it this year. Didn't get to play at all either. So uh, I think if there's there's one spot that he can make a huge impact and given the opportunity and have the people around him do it this would probably be it they could probably make a name for themselves this upcoming year as the best dps triple on a team in the league does that make any sense like before you could have said like san francisco shock you know they had like three amazing damage players like to round out the team i think this like ursa fled a lip like that could be like the best damage trio in the league
if they That's pop off this upcoming year. I mean, I'm still sad that DM doesn't have a spot on this team anymore because he's so good. He's unbelievably good. I feel like I'm screaming into the void whenever I talk about DM because other people don't seem to rate him as highly as I do. But when I watch that guy play, his mechanical skill is just absurd. And the amount of work he does in every team fight is enormous. Like You give him an opportunity, he's always going to be delivering. And yet, Lip was incredible on those roles too when it came to the Widowmaker, when it came to the McCree, especially the McCree, the Hanzo. Yeah. Like everything you would have wanted DM to play, Lip already does it plus <sighs> more. And so the flexibility there is so enormous that this trio is, uh, they've got everything. They've got absolutely everything. Doesn't mean that Shanghai are going to be better than they were this year because main tank makes a bigger difference, but... I'll tell you what, speaking of DPS, there's whispers on the wind Mm. of a player who's a free agent to this day. Still. Goes by the name of Glister. Don't know if you've ever heard of him. Matt, mm-hmm. I know you never watched any of the games, so I don't know if you, you know who this guy is. Um, I was talking about him earlier, yeah. But Glister, yeah, Glister's a free agent. Um, so this is a, a unique pickup because I think he kind of slots into this kind of weird void where we had a, a lot of players last year who got playtime, proved themselves to be very capable of performing at the top level, but the team environment they were on wasn't particularly good. Uh, and the trouble is there's a lot of them. So this guy, there's been multiple opportunities for him to slot into various teams, but they've been slowly plugging their gaps more and more and more. What team would he be a good pick on? I cannot think for the life of me what the rosters are looking like uh, at the moment and who needs a good hit scan player. It's so hard to visualize what the rosters look like. Yeah. What about, I would uh, say, Toronto or New York. See, I, said Tor- I would say Toronto, New York, or even Seoul. Seoul would be so lovely. We all know that. That's what we keep uh, raving on about. It was sort of the same thing when we're like, oh, Janu to Seoul would be sick when the Vancouver Titans roster was released. <laughs> Glister is the same thing. Like, that would just be lovely. Please make it happen. Glister and Profit. I'm trying to think of some other uh, rosters. He, he wouldn't make sense on Houston because... If he, uh, yeah, maybe. If he I wasn't mean, Washington Justice, like, that would be yeah. better than what they have now. Yeah. Well, Washington Justice would be better, but the, the thing is, Glister is not just an insane hitscan player. He's also an insane uh, flex player as well. So if you want to add him to a team like the Washington Justice and have him specialize in flex, you could. Yeah. I, I think the, the place you missed out on him. You, you'd miss out on some of his skills, but he would still be sick. I yeah. think Glister is one of the best opportunities for some of these top teams to make like... Uh, an everlasting superstar DPS duo. Like, Glister is one part of that. And if you have another fantastic superstar damage player, Glister is your opportunity to make something that could last like two to three years. Like, one of those like yeah. historic damage duos we think of like when Apex, we think of like, we think of like uh, Rascal and like Birdring, like that kind of like epic level of damage duo together. It, it, here is your chance. With Glister as a free agent, here's your chance to make one of those everlasting DPS duos. Is it crazy to say Philadelphia? I know that they I always thinking that. I know they always have a wealth of DPS talent. They don't need him, but <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah, you're fucking mental. Yeah. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Look at their roster. I know their roster is already stuck. That is but, madness. Um, it would be. Yeah, I mean, it would be good. It would be. I'd enjoy that's it. A, that, yeah, that's a wealth of choice. If that was the case. Anyway, I just I I do hope that he finds a good home. Um, because yeah, yeah what about I mean, the shock. 
well, how, much, uh, how much did the DPS I, I have in terms either. of the shock, uh, the shock having their DPS players? So they just have, uh, what, Ant, Tayo, and Striker right now. Yeah, uh, they're really missing, like, that flexible person. I, so, I know that Ant can, but he's so good at the hit scan, you don't want him to be playing that full time. So Maybe they should sign Rascal. Yeah, right. <laughs> What's been talked oh, about uh, mm. uh, recently is that uh, supposedly Nero was close uh, to Houston, but then got an offer from a team last minute. Uh, the rumor is supposedly that team is the shock. I mean, the, makes sense. the thing is, the the, the rumors, I, I don't know. The the trouble is, it gets to this point in the rumor oh, mill. Yeah, that's kind and of... false information starts getting leaked into the system. And so you can't really trust too much, is right. all I'm saying. Um, so, yeah, just, just be on your I'm toes when it comes to rumors. Said. In terms of a thought experiment, though, that is a cool move. Like, I yeah, love the idea of Nero like everything there matches up in terms of the identity of the team strength of the player versatility the fact that he's going to be under a good coaching staff like that's that's a great place for Nero to land and it's a great addition to the shock I, I like that from both aspects interesting interesting oh no I'm not even going to go for that actually yeah, I just that got some sense. interesting news on the uh, the BBC just popped up there mm. that's all I'm going to say all right um, Kurt, by the way, I apologize in advance. We got another Hang Chao Spark topic. We can just delete that and we can just move on. And, oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Let's touch on it. We already covered it. Uh, what, what? what is it? What is the topic? I wrote down Takoyaki to Hang Chao Spark because for some reason I wrote down like three, four Hang Chao, Hang Chao Spark topics. Oh, in yeah. yeah one no, we, we've already covered that one, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 Let's talk about Soul, Bren. What do you think about Soul, Bren? I think Soul, they're making some moves, aren't they? What? They got Bedosin, Slime, Michelle, Illicit. They're gone. Parting ways. I don't mm. hate this, to be honest. I think Seoul has, yes, they had a, <laughs> yes, they had a strong finish to the to the season, but you cannot say that it was. I, mean, I was about to use the word deserved. I think that's the wrong word. What is the wording I'm looking for here? It wasn't Assistant. easy, was it? Yeah, it wasn't. It was no. never guaranteed at any point. Yes. Yeah, it wasn't easy, wasn't guaranteed. So it, I've, I like these moves, looking at them from the perspective of, okay, let's build a fucking consistent team, for the love of God. Please, build a consistent team. Yeah. I, mean, uh, I, don't, know, yeah. I don't know whether narrowing down to only Toby and Creative helps build consistency or worries me for future lack of versatility. I'm concerned. All right, I know that Bedosin is a great player who, you know, seems to... I mean, it, it's not just Bedosin, by the way. I've brought this up a couple of times, but it's Bedosin, Profit, and Gesture. But for some reason, the combination of them leads to teams that play uh, very, like, by the seat of their pants kind of style. Yeah, erratic. Just yeah, very erratic mm -hmm. play styles, uh, where you get incredible performances and desperately poor performances from a week-to-week -week basis. But... I don't think that Toby and Creative just by themselves comprises a versatile enough support line to be able to deliver you another like top two finish in the league or even even a top five finish in the league. Yeah. I think you need more there. I do expect like yeah. at least one or two more signings. One thing we haven't mentioned before was that in October, uh, Soldan has actually parted with their general manager, Hukuri. So they could be moving in a new direction and try mm -hmm. to get like a new style of this team. Because I think we for forever, we talked about Soul Dynasty. They're a bit indiv indiv individualistic and they're playing like one of these 
the Doshin styles that we talked about before, where they're trying to make plays happen, not so much like team structure and strategy and all that. So depending on these next couple of signings, if we see any, we could perhaps see what Seoul Dynasty is planning for moving forward, because they I, could pick up like a bunch of young talent, maybe alongside like the likes of Creative and try to build something out, right? Or they could just sign Glister and just like, go like all in. Right. I, I think I want to see them make more sweeping moves because to me right now this almost feels like uh what we just talked about with Hangzhou where like they had that good season and then they just kind of stayed pat while everybody else got better where I think you see like you know Hangzhou making moves Shanghai you know New York retooling like if Seoul just kind of stays the course what do we think about them going into next year I mean they make the final but they did have a meta that they kind of walked into in a way uh so here's a a thought do we ever do we think that looking back at seoul dynasty's history in the awards league do they have a precedent for having too many players on their rosters what do you think about kdg okay he played along with two um, different rosters subbing in and out then you had last year where it was all over the place okay because they had like toby and slime and they also had like uh, michelle wasn't really playing they were having marvelous off tank maybe Cutting down on the amount of players is a good thing for Seoul. Maybe we'll clear things up a bit. I think they've yeah. had too many cooks in the kitchen with their coaching staff for a good portion of it. And maybe that ties into the players as well. Because I think the more people you add in terms of the direction of a team, the less defined it is. And when you have so many players, you're just going to be perpetually trying to find the best mix, honestly, a lot of the time. Instead of really, I suppose, working for, with a core. Um I hope they do go for a new philosophy when it comes to building this team for the future. Because let's face it, Seoul deserves it as a, as a region. Think about at the start of the Overwatch League when we're talking about Seoul Dynasty. We're saying like these guys are going to be aiming for the number one spot in the Overwatch League. They have to, right? Because they're representing Seoul, which has been essentially the capital of early esports. Think back to like the StarCraft days, the Brood War days. Like this is uh, a region with so much identity in the esports space that they... they I mean, the the, the city that is literally representing them in the league should be having good finishes off the back of it. So I do hope that they assert themselves in a new direction now off the back of this. And I hope that the the shedding of these players is the start of that. I did, the, trouble, the trouble is, when I'm looking at this, I don't know who else they can pick up outside of this now. Like, there's a lot of players, like, off the top of my head, I can't think of the free agents. I know they exist out there, but what yeah. is the best course of action for them? Do they pick up some existing free agents, or do they go into the contender's talent pool, for example? I'd like to... Them... Go on, Matt. I want to hear your thoughts. I would have thrown a fuck ton of money at Violet. Mm. Just, just try to get him away from the shot. That would I be think... ridiculous. I think that's like, I would have thrown a ton of money at Violet. I would have went after somebody like Glister, and then I would have maybe got like a main support from Contender, somebody a little bit cheaper to kind of round it out. Oh well, I mean, they they also need an off tank. Like if these, uh, yeah, if you're gonna go through, like genuinely, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna not just be bald. My scalp's gonna be shedding because of that much molding gonna be occurring. <laughs> if we see Gesture and Marvel with Marvel on the off tank again. Like, for consistently, over the course of the whole year, I mean, as the only option, I, I, I'm going to be down to my... I'm going to be down to the bone. I'm going to be down John, to the bone. Janu here. Yes, Janu is who I'm thinking Janu, of. Janu, Blister, Violet. Yep. Those are the three huge pickups that they could go for. But I don't, I don't care if they go for only one of those, but those are massive pickups if they have the money to be able to go for them. And if you can't, <laughs> fill, that, fill those spots with... Uh, 
you know, like the tier below that's coming yeah. from content. God, it's unreal. Glister Violet. Yeah. I mean, imagine how good that team would be. It would be unbelievably good. Oh, my lord. You know, even if you couldn't get Violet, I would just call up the shock and see if they're willing to trade Twilight. Sure. Or Luffy. Luffy is literally Luffy. a contenders yeah. player who's good enough to be able to go there and, and play at a top level. You, don't, you know, it's not quite at the same level as like a Violet or a Twilight, but Luffy's really, really good. He's on a, what, a two-way contract at the moment? Or he got dropped down to contenders yeah. or something? He's on, uh, what, uh, Team CC, right? Yeah. Uh, that's that's a tragedy. Like, that, I think Luffy's really good. Get, if you can't get someone ridiculous, then... Luffy's a very, very good bet there. And then Janu, Glister, or hell, Janu and anybody else you want to pick up, just please get an off tank. Yep. Uh, am I missing any pickups? Am I missing anything? Any any announced news within the last five no, I don't minutes? Think so. No? No. 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 Okay. No, I mean, apart from I'm, I'm actually just, I'm opening Reddit for the first time in three months just to double, triple check that I don't miss anything. Um, all right. Well, we're, we're, we're just missing your Bren's player. Of no, the we're week. not. No, we're not. We're going to talk a little bit oh. about uh, France Community Cup, um, the fuck tournament uh, that's, that's, <laughs> that's going around these days. FOCC. FOCC. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think I think this was worth uh, bringing up as well because yeah. she Fran always does awesome things for the community. Yeah, uh, we're very much part of that community and we love promoting all that cool stuff. This so this is dope. Signups yeah. are open. Signups are Unless open. Another podcast. We've never promoted another podcast. This isn't a we're podcast the on the internet. Yeah, because Matt just trash talks everyone. This isn't a podcast. Anything. This, and is, this is a full entertainment. It's a spectrum. community tournament. Oh, I mean, our show. Oh, yeah. us. No, what our you, show. Wait, what yeah. are you talking about? Never mind. Brent, Brent Dude, didn't stop Brent talking, Matt. Listen. Me and Johnny. The, the, if you want to play in a tournament, this is pretty cool. The signups, I think, close December the 2nd. Um, are we going to play? I think we should play in it. I think we should play. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. I want to play in it. The Yeah, I want to play in it. I, I think we should. I'm uh, in between a, in between a VOD or two. You know, you can jump well, in. Wait, play well, <laughs> yeah, Josh might be too busy. <laughs> I, was I too busy? Do I not focus on Overwatch enough? I focus on Overwatch enough to clap you nerds in the Timmy Takedown tournament. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm the most valuable Overwatch player we have here. I am the best for Brent. Oh, yeah, you're Widowmaker on Rialto or Havana was trash. Let's make two teams. Let's make two teams. I will play with Bren. I will play with Bren, Johnny, and we will find three others. You enter with your team of Timmies and no, see if you can get the, further than we did. But the team of Timmies has a 3,000 SR average. Yours would not. <laughs> so? You claim they're so good? They are so good. They batted the shit out of your Timmies. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, Guac, uh, Guac on his ball. He's not 3,000. Uh, that guy... The Mate, guy let's, I'll tell you what. I'll ring Same up Jake. I'll ring up Smex. We'll get him in. We'll get a little, we'll get a little team going. Yeah. We'll get a little yeah, team going. Uh, yeah, we've got we've got Jake, Smex, and Jaws that we can add to the four of us for like a a, a truly yeah. I'm Could... sure that Jake is actually going to want to play on a much better team though. So <laughs> oh I yeah, he's going to be on a good team. Yeah. Play with yeah, us. We'll probably end up playing with like Jaws, honestly. Yeah, I think anyway. we should open a petition as well for replacing Sideshow with Wyatt because I think Wyatt's support yeah. is better than Josh. That could be pretty good. Uh, uh, what about Mitch? We need Mitch to play tank because Johnny's going to refuse to play tank. 
Yeah. No, true. I'm not. I'll play tank. What are you talking about? Whenever we play, you never want to play tank because you're I scared. I played tank the last time I played of him. Yeah, I played Reinhardt the last time. Did you like, like a, 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 didn't you shatter him? Oh, I did. I charged in. I, yep. uh, because that's the that's the fun thing. Like if I play in diamond, I can actually like let loose and just have fun with Reinhardt. Play Reinhardt. If you play Reinhardt in Grandmaster, it just turns into this fest where it's like, hold shield, hold shield, don't go in. And I'm like, this is so boring. Playing game really is boring. Max is an experience. I like it though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the uh, yeah. So that's the 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 France Community Cup. You, you don't have to check it okay. out. Kurt's gone to turn off the the washer, so I can't switch topics. We have to keep talking about this for a oh, little while. Did we have anything to discuss in that video that John posted? I haven't watched it yet, so I literally don't know. And what was the cliff notes of it? It was... Oh, yeah. Yeah, we pretty much uh, went over some of the notes from it. I can... Uh, but he actually had a whiteboard yeah. in the back that had some other uh, some other stuff on it. Uh, that was uh, pretty... Yeah, pretty can you pull up the whiteboard cut? Possible? I think there's a link to it. We're doing a John Spector's 2021 announcement. Yeah. He had a whiteboard in the background. Did you post the link to it, Matt? Uh, I posted yeah, the yeah, link I, to the YouTube okay. video. Oh yeah, yeah, you posted it to me too. I posted the link to the uh, the zoomed in the zoomed in image. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the zoomed in image of the clipboard. Okay. Uh, which uh, it, it's got a bunch of uh, funny things on it. Uh, it pretty much says that uh, the video like uh, uh, tournaments again, spring, uh, two regions. Uh, BlizzCon line is going to be shock versus the world. That's cool, actually. Uh, yeah. so it's going to be the San Francisco Shock against uh, like different teams of personality. So there's an Owl 2021 script version one there. Uh, the to do list uh, is uh, check the rules for player kissing strategy. That was uh, that was the Reddit thread <laughs> that went up. Uh, nerf Krusty slash the Shock. Uh, share the 2021 uh, plan with talent, and then it says not Custa because. <laughs> everything uh well maybe he's not getting re-signed next year that would that would be a brutal way to find out wouldn't it uh, <laughs> teams after uh plot chat taping and then keep an eye on i'm 37 uh, and then the uh the piece of paper is a uh, new sideshow overwatch ideas uh so he has suggested uh, a face tattoo uh, a vein mask uh, a you have mask. <laughs> you having a permanent clown makeup, and I'm then uh, if they obviously actually want that, I'm down for that. And then uh, to put your bald head into a bowling alley shine machine. Shine I've already got on my forehead. Look at that. Yeah. Look at the, look at the way the light beams <laughs> off that thing. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right, I'm shifting it along. Let's do Bren's Player of the Week presented by T-Mobile. Uh, please run the tape, please. Pretty, pretty please. Hey, hey, howdy there, partner. Welcome to Bren's Player of the Week presented by T-Mobile. Boom. Why are you holding your waistline oh, there? Because I, went, I went like cowboy. this. Howdy there, partner. And then I started speaking in the seven accents. Player of the week. Mm -hmm. That's why I was holding my waist like a like a cowboy would, you know? Makes sense. Like a little cowboy. Uh, my player of the week this week, I'll be honest with you guys, didn't really think of one. Um, oh. So I think I'm going with... Your this heat. time... 
I'll give it to Plot Chat, oh, I think. Oh, fucking. That doesn't make any sense. What do you mean? Oh. We're not players. But yeah. I, it, it, they don't need to be players. It's the point of the award. That's what makes I, it funny. You, you haven't you haven't ever given your player of the week to me, and I've just won the the plat chat Timmy tournament. And again, I don't get player of the week. You want it? You, does it really that mean that much to you? This award is extremely prestigious. I know that you view it as a throwaway at the end of it's the not video. A throwaway. It's not a throwaway. You didn't put any thought in this week, and you just went, oh, I'll give it uh, – literally, I think you just looked at the first thing you saw. I'll give it to my next door neighbor. Oh, I'll give it to Platchat. Oh, I'll give it to Linkser on Gibraltar. I think – I can give it to Linkser on Gibraltar. I'll give it to the vaccine people. I'll give it to the rugby club of Gloucester. Yeah. It's this is a meaningful award, Bren, and the fact that you've left me out but given it to both Matt and Jonathan. Has Johnny ever won it? Oh yeah, and yeah, you've given it to Beth last week. Oh yeah, Beth got and it. And not me. Did I? What about Kurt? Why don't you, you give it to Beth for waking me up? Why don't we give it to Did Kurt? I? Because did a tremendous job of making the graphics and everything happen for yeah. the I thought I gave it I thought I gave it to the animations. scientific community. I mean, you gave it to the scientific community yeah. at some point. There was definitely a week where you gave it to Beth for... Uh... Oh, Jaws gave it to Jaws. Beth. I, that makes sense. That makes That's why I don't remember it. Yeah. I, I, the reason I gave it to Platchat is because I thought we did a good job with the tournament, the Timmy tournament. You don't think we did? Yeah, we Kurt did a great job with that. I, think, I mean, Kurt. Kurt put in like at least 99% of the workload, but... So why wouldn't it be Kurt? Cause it's like plat chat. It's like a collective. <laughs> he's he's wow. right next to you, Bren. Okay, nice. I all right. We won't. I'm not giving it to plat chat. Presented by T-Mobile this week goes to Kurt. Kurt, you just handed my award to Kurt. Good job, Kurt. Yeah. Alright, Kurt, so put a picture of yourself. No. <laughs> dude, so I get like, dude, my Platchat award is when the fuel is empty and you just have to like pull over and fill up the put tank a, for the award. Put a picture award. of yourself up there, Kurt. No, I want Kurt. I like Kurt as the winner. Kurt, put a picture <laughs> Kurt, of yourself. No, I'm gonna, how about, I'm gonna veto it and I'm gonna give the, the award to uh, two-timer Zoe. For winning the uh, oh, host of the year. There you, okay, you're giving it to Zoe. That's, how many times has Zoe, Zoe won, won now? You're giving her an award for winning an award. Yeah. That's a, I mean, that's a double double it up. Double or nothing. Zoe's just come back from uh, Switzerland as well, where she was looking after her dad. So she's just got back to kind of her, her life with the rest of her family. So. It's so prestigious that everybody's trying to give it to each other. Uh, nobody, nobody. I mean, wants. the best start of events will be so weak, vetoing and giving it to someone else now, tomorrow. I'll event twice. Give it to someone else. Dude, the, the, have you noticed that the sun is like going down faster? Yeah. What? Recently? Yeah. That happens. That, that's, what, that's kind of what there comes Vernon. I just heard Kurt go, whoops. And I just started playing. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, dude, the sun's been going down faster. That's crazy. That's true. Also, I figured out the reason as to why you the, the sun is in the opposite, opposite of um, the hemisphere that you're in. Yeah, because the Earth's tilted. All right, I'm yeah. starting while well. it's true. I figured this out the other day when I was thinking about the sun and shit. Um, what? Because because I, I was like, why? You can't pick a Brent's Player of the Week. 
uh, 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 one that one that really kind of stands up to the award. But you can just sit around and think about the sun. I think about a lot of things, Matt. I think about. I was thinking about the way our solar system lines up because I was like, so I know for a fact that if you see the sun in the south, that means you're in the northern hemisphere. Um, and if you yeah. see the sun in the north, that means you're in the southern hemisphere. You and I didn't right? really think about why that was, but it makes sense because if you're at the equator, you're at technically like the point where the sun is at the closest part towards the earth, right? I'm not yeah. listening to anything you're yeah. saying. So, so it makes sense that essentially like it's at the point where, yeah, I was, you know, I was thinking about like the degrees of, of between it, but like the sun will just be straight across the line if you're on the equator. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, totally. This is yeah. been a good episode. Yeah, absolutely. Depend and it would just go straight from uh, from yep. east to west. Yeah, That's so we'll, uh, we'll see you guys next week. Uh, same time, <laughs> same place, you know. Another, uh, another was, flat cap presented by T-Mobile. That's pretty cool, don't you think? Yep, and we'll see you all next week. Yeah. I, we're not, <laughs> what are you searching, Josh? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to look up why you would possibly have never looked this up before I'm, I'm i don't know i was trying to dig into it to see whether there was anything more interesting than just it being blindingly obvious but you've never thought about it i've never thought about it because a lot of people don't know that if the sun is in the north yep. then that means you're in the southern hemisphere because you know what hemisphere you're in what does this have to do with anything Geogesser. It all comes back to fucking Geogesser, Matt. Okay, end the, end the show, Kurt, please. End the, end the show. This man clearly doesn't appreciate geography or geology or any type of science. He, Not he's... geology. Geology. I'm talking, about the sun. I'm talking about everything to do with science. Okay? <laughs> but please, end. Matt, who was the third pick of the 2012 NBA draft? Third pick? What was the 2012? team? 2012? Wasn't Anthony Davis the first one in 2012? He said, "Did he say third? Yeah, yeah he, said, he said third. Who was the uh, who was the 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 team that picked first? Uh, wasn't it the Hornets? I don't know. Uh, I have give no clue. Yeah, give him give him a bit of info. Yeah. I was the Hornets. Oh my! How did I know that? I... Uh, who was the third uh, the third team? Wasn't it Mike Washington. and Carter Williams? Uh, hold on. Uh, who is it, Kurt? Washington Wizards." Oh, Washington Wizards. Is it Bradley Beal? All right, good job. No. That's the episode. It was Bradley Beal, dude. <laughs> no, get the fuck out of here. What? <laughs>